0: Hey everyone, it's Michael. Before we begin, want to remind you all to join the new Union Sports Goalkeeping Community, a social media network that reimagines how we engage, educate, and entertain one another. To download free, go to www.theunionsports.com or the Union Community on Apple or Google Play stores. Thanks for making the Union possible, and on with the show. Happy Holidays and welcome to Inside the 18. I'm Michael Magid, live from Hollywood, California, with me in a winter wonderland in Woodland Hills, (laughs) California.
1: You have to do what you have to do. It is a winter wonderland.
0: I love it. You got the fire going because it's under sixty degrees in Southern That's California. Right. <laughs> That's how
2: we do it there.
1: No, oh, no oh. snow. Sorry guys. No snow. But
2: yeah. oh,
1: I miss God. the East Coast. I miss this time of year. So I have to I have to make it as close to that as possible. <laughs>
0: Speaking of the East Coast, we have some East Coasters with us right now. Uh, we have uh, legendary coaches and currently uh, scouting with U.S. soccer. Uh, Charlie Inverso and Bo Oshone, uh dealing with probably 18 inches of snow, I think, Bo, you said?
2: I, uh, yes, we are. Yeah, we're digging ourselves out.
0: <laughs> that, Charlie, what about you guys in Jersey?
2: No snow. Uh, no snow. We're waiting for it. Love to have a white Christmas,
3: but nothing yet. <laughs> oh. Oh my God. Watch what what you wish for. That's right.
1: right. I think mean, Bo's like you can That's have right. like 10 yeah, of I can the get 18. Of it. Right. I
3: got. Saskia, right. <laughs> so, I'm gonna make you miss the East Coast even more when I show oh, you my. Oh yeah, Donuts but here, I have a know? Dunkin'
1: Donuts down the street in Woodland Hill. Oh, you do. All right. I do. There's right. like two in all of Southern California, right? and yeah. one happens to be in my town.
0: <laughs> That's actually <laughs> why Saskia moved from
1: Beverly exactly. Hills I was to like, Woodland and there's Hills. a Dunkin'. Yeah, there's a Dunkin' right. Donuts.
0: <laughs>
3: there's like five within a mile radius. With my house.
1: All so. right. If that was a wa- if that was a Wawa Cup, now, you'd really, be making, <laughs> right. I
3: know, now you'd
1: really be making the, the Wawa. Wawa has I mean,
0: taken okay. over the state.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Bo, you're in New Hampshire right now. He
2: knows you exp- what Wawa is. Oh, I do. I know what Wawa is. Oh, you do? Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> you have to explain it. it to me because I've had a lot of uh, let's just say New York elite snobs <laughs> who've gone down to southern Jersey. Uh, you know, northern Pennsylvania, and they're like, "Oh, it's just a, it's just a gas station." Hobie. It Te- a- technically,
1: technically, technically yeah. it is. Technically, it's like, every- like <laughs> it's like if you go to one of the gas stations here and it's a gas station slash Seven Eleven. Mm-hmm. But it's even better.
0: Better. It's better than a. <laughs> it's even better. <laughs> yeah, that's not a great description, right there, Saskia. To make I, you oh, no, get it all, it's like It's like a Seven Eleven sandwich. Solid. Yeah. No, no,
1: no. But ten times better. That's like, right. It's, yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh! Um, well, kind of before we get into today's topic, guys, and we're going to be talking about uh, U.S. soccer and scouting and goalkeepers and all that sort of thing. Um, Charlie, first off, congratulations on a very uh, a solid career. Um, obviously, at at Ryder, you just finished up. Uh, why don't you kind of catch people up with uh, with kind of uh, what's going on with you now?
3: I uh, just retired uh, November second. Actually, not formally until uh, the end of March, and uh, did a little color uh, color analyst uh, women's Division Two NCAA soccer, which was a lot of fun, and uh, been scouting for US Soccer, uh, and, and you know, kind of want to, uh, you know, just increase the, the amount of time that I that I spend doing that. Uh, but I still want to stay in coaching. Just haven't, you know, I'm just going to take a little time to figure out what the next step is.
0: Well, I heard the next step was you doing stand-up comedy. That's what I heard the next step was. <laughs> I'm going to
3: write jokes for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, that's one that's one of my bucket list goals for the year. Just to write jokes for you.
0: Oh my gosh! Now, um, for people who are not familiar with you, Bo, why don't you catch them up a little bit on, on what yourself? Because I, I don't think a lot of people know. You know, not just a, obviously a Division One men's coach, but you've also you know played at the highest level. Yeah. Um, you've been involved with U.S. Soccer for quite a while.
2: Yeah, no, I've, uh, you know, we're fortunate enough to play, uh, you know, for quite a while, uh, bounced around Major League Soccer a little bit, you know, won the MLS Cup uh, in 2000 with Kansas City um, and then transitioned, uh, you know, out of, uh, you know, playing into into college coaching. Um, And, uh, you know, I've kind of bounced around a little bit with that. I started off at USF um, and then was at uh, Wake Forest for a bit, went to a Final Four with them and then uh, Penn State. And then I was got a head job at uh, East Tennessee State in Johnson City, uh Tennessee. and uh, now I'm in my uh fifth season here at uh, well, fourth season, fifth year. Uh, you know, at uh, at Dartmouth College in the uh, in the Ivy League, so it's been uh, it's been awesome. And then obviously worked a lot with uh, you know U seventeen national teams, uh, under twenties, U 18s uh, you know, and things like that with U S soccer. Um, and then um, you know has been scouting you know from uh, for U S soccer since the, you know the inception of uh, the developmental academy. Now MLS next, uh, you know, and things. So uh, yeah, I've been around for a little while.
0: <laughs> yeah. and, and he and he also had the the the, the misfortune of uh, working with me at a that's federation right. license course. Yeah, that's yes. right. <laughs> hey,
2: hey, Mike, could I add yeah.
3: to that? Uh, he's like one of the most liked and respected guys in our game and extremely modest. I, he, Bo and I did a session in Baltimore at the National Convention. In I think it was 2019. You yeah. walked around. You walk around the convention with Bo. It's like you were Frank Sinatra. Ah, i tell you later,
2: Charlie. And,
3: and so <laughs> – and some high powered people that just stop you know <laughs> everywhere you everywhere you go
0: you, th- you, th- you think it's like that with Bo It's like that with Suski as well too When we were at convention last year in Kansas City I would just be walking around all of a sudden i just hear Susk! Susk! I just turn around And people are like, oh my god I know <laughs> it, it was hilarious And then and like, you're all of a sudden it was just J.P. Della Camera And you're like, I know right. for you that's weird But for me, I've known him forever I know. <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> true right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable Now, now, Susk, qu- a quick question for you um, uh, do you do your taxes on time?
1: What what kind of a question is that? I, have well, a, we, just, I we, we want to make okay. sure that
0: you've got your taxes done by April 15th because Bo and Charlie have a nice announcement that they'd like to share with you.
1: Well oh. yes. Okay, so I have when a tax April, guy and Everado makes sure I get them done.
3: <laughs> so. whether, you, whether you do it by turbo tax or whatever, um, <laughs> April 15th is the Mercer County Soccer Hall of Fame. And we are extending an invitation <laughs> to invite you for induction into what we feel is a really prestigious Hall of Fame in your own hometown. And, um, well, you have a little bit of time to to tell us if, if you'll accept. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I will be there.
3: Congratulations. And, and just for the people who are watching and may not know um, – <laughs> mercy county's one one of the prime soccer counties in, in america um and we've had a long long history of, of soccer excellence and uh we're proud to say that our, our hall of fame has three national oh. hall of fame members in it I'm, I'm yep in in honor of our our late and great friend mooch marnick i'm wearing mm-hmm. a mooch soccer shirt uh mooch was is one of our members uh Bobby Smith, who played with, with the the Cosmos in in, in the heydays
1: of
3: N A S L, and uh, and the great man for Chelsea is are all members, o- along with a ton of other people. Um, we reviewed our notes last year and we went over our candidates, and the question came up was, why haven't we inducted Soski? <laughs>
1: We, were, we, we we saw each other and you looked at me and you're like, what?
3: <laughs> well, and and the answer from one of the members on the committee was because we're idiots. That's why <laughs> we haven't figured it, it out. But, um,
1: I, I'm absolutely honored and, and 100% will be there. Thank
3: yeah, it's a, it's a great event. It's really warm and intimate with everyone who will know you and you'll know yes. most of the people in the room um yeah so we're honored and uh wanted to wanted to try to break the news in front of your constituency here (laughs) i love
1: it i love it i love that mike already knew (laughs) (laughs) i've
0: known for i've known for a while and my worry my my worry was that you were going to send a text like five minutes before the podcast and be like hey got a lot of stuff going on because of the holidays right now Um, do you mind
1: (laughs) i wouldn't miss this one
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we were really, really I
1: am honored. Thank that you. Awesome. And it was a funny conversation last year. So yeah.
3: yeah.
0: And, and we, like, we I also know. we also wanted to wait and do this podcast when after the kids were out of school so that everybody could hear this announcement. So it wasn't, you You know, I know a lot of people can't watch the show live because obviously, you know, you got school to go to a lot of you young players out there, but, uh, Hey, it's holiday break right now. So everyone can watch the show live and we appreciate all you guys that watch it. Not when it's not live as well too. But, uh, obviously, I mean, what a tremendous honor. Um, I mean, my gosh, just this little, little, you know, 25 mile radius. My gosh, the amount of soccer talent, oh this, this, this little <laughs> it's radius. It's unbelievable. It's,
1: it's yeah. the best. It's that yeah. I was privileged to grow up there around the coaches. I think we were so ahead of the curb back then. Um, and when I say back then kids, it's back then. <laughs> um, but you know, we, you know, we were on the forefront of elite soccer and elite coaches and I had goalkeeper coaches before people had goalkeeper coaches. <laughs> and so, you know, I can't, I had a, the career I had because I grew up in Mercer County, period.
0: I, I mean, I mean, basically the way Charlie broke it down to me was like during that time period, like if Mercy County Mercer. In comp- Mercer. Yeah. Mercer County competed in international Mercer, Mercer County, if Mercer County <laughs> thank you, <laughs> competed, competed in international competition, they would probably rank. Like that's how deep the talent was, was in that sure. area. Yep. It's, it's unbelievable! Yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, Thank speaking you guys, of, <laughs> we're we're excited for you, and uh, and I can't wait to see uh, the the whole shebang, the whole presentation, everything like that. That's a that's really really cool. Is there now, a crest for Mercer County?
1: When I when I get off the off this, I'll call my parents. They'll be stoked. I bet. Oh, Great for sure. yeah. yeah. Great.
3: <laughs> Mike, oh if God. this goes well, you might be uh, asked to be a <laughs> Oh, jeez <my laughs> <laughs> <laughs> This keeps going so well. You, you, can use to my their, you
1: can use my parents' mailing address. He That's can just right.
0: Say <laughs> well, I did. I did run a uh, New Jersey ODP uh, weekend sh- uh, weekend clinic once, and uh, they didn't have any shirts in my size, so they gave me an XL, and I was swimming in the thing. <laughs> and, and and all the kids were looking at me like they're like They're like they're like, who's they're like, who is who is that guy? this the guy with the weird, long, basically night night robe that he's wearing out there. He's giving us instruction. um All right. Let's uh, let's move into this right here. Uh, oh, by the way, here's a comment coming here from uh, uh, Craig Shotkus. Okay, he says, "Great to see this." So uh, I'm, I'm assuming that uh, Craig is uh, referring to uh, Suskia's induction. So uh, all the accolades thank are going to start you. coming in. This is this is awesome. Um, let's you. get
3: at Mercer County Community
0: College. Oh wow! Look at that! Unbelievable! Great guy, man. Great guy. Uh, my brother
1: went to Mercer County Community College first. Sorry, Damon, for like yeah, he went to Mercer County Community College. From, so did my dad. Actually, my dad went to Mercer County Community College. My brother went for two semesters. Hmm? Wow. Uh, All in the family, Mike. All in the family.
0: Well, guys, if you want to get scouted to go to Mercer County Community College, uh, let's find out how that happens. Uh, Today's topic is going to be uh, identification and scouting. Um, That's one of the reasons why we had uh, Bo and Charlie on. First off, uh, Bo, why don't you talk a little bit about the scouting process with U.S. Soccer because you've been involved with it. And I think a lot of people out there have a misrepresentation thinking that scouting and identification is the same thing. Like they're like, oh, my kid's being seen by somebody. They're going to select him this week or her this week.
2: Right, right. No, I, I think there's a good point, you know, and I think, uh, you know, the way, you know, we look at it, you know, pretty much at, uh, you know, U.S. soccer, it's um, yes, we definitely scout, you know, uh, a lot of players, you know, uh, throughout, you know, a year. I don't know, Charlie, you tell me if I'm wrong, but, you know, there's probably close to, you know, four Three to 400 goalkeepers alone, you know, that, you know, we may scout that have been brought to our attention from different clubs, you know, and things like that. But the identification process is something completely, you know, different. When we start, you know, talking about, you know, the identification process, you know, we're looking more at, you know, key qualities, you know, in a player. You know, we're looking at, you know, game understanding. Um, you know, a growth mindset, technical execution, uh, physical execution, uh, you know, a learning ability, you know, all these things, you know, kind of, uh, you know, go through, uh, you know, the identification process. And I think when we're, trying to identify players. It's not that we're only going to watch them one time and say yes or no. It's more watching them multiple times, watching them in their own training environments, watching them, uh, you know, with their club teams, you know, and hopefully eventually watching them, uh, you know, at the at the youth national team level where we can see, um, you know, where – you know where they kind of you know stack up in areas that uh you know they can uh you know continue to improve uh you know and things like that. So um yes, the the scouting part is one thing. The identification process is uh you know a whole nother, uh process that goes into it. Uh, you know, Charlie, I don't know if you want to speak more on that. Well, yeah, I mean, so <clears throat> first off, I mean, it's um,
3: it, it used to be where people would make the claim like, oh, you know, I I, I he didn't get a fair shot or he didn't get. Uh, I mean, the scouts are everywhere. So it's not only MLS next, it's, um, it's ID two, it's ECNL. Um, it is ODP. And then um, there's six international scouts based uh, mainly throughout Europe and Mexico. So there's a wide net. And so our chances of getting um, players is, is, is so much greater now. And the other thing is, is um, even myself uh, and, and Bo and a lot of the scouts, a lot of times, there was a long stretch since its inception in 2007 where we would say like, you know, are we getting anything out of this? And finally after about 15 years, it's starting to bear fruit because right. 19 of the 26 players on our U S roster for the world cup yeah. had come through the process. Right. And so now it is starting to bear fruit. Um, we have to give credit to Tony Laporte cause he's yeah. been a trooper, um, for sure. 17 years on the job. And, uh, People tell him all the time that most people would have burnt out uh, <laughs> after about a year and a half. Yeah. Um, he's been on it for 17 years. Um, he is really thorough and really efficient with this. He's got a great network of, of scouts. Um, and he, he has a database a mind that's incredible. Uh, you know, Tony could see a player four months ago and, and remember all of his qualities. And and so, so the, the, the process is working. Um, you yeah. Uh, I, I was just out at, at uh, in Palm Springs w- with the MLS Next uh, scouting, and it, it was a nice impressive. place
0: to go. Nice place to go, Charlie, well, was for impressive. scouting. <laughs> They're
1: like, yeah, we'll send you to Palm Springs in the winter time. Mike's and- acting core because his family has a house there. So <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's true. <laughs> no, it was it was great. If if I had a if I had a takeaway from anything, I was talking with you and Bo today that I still think in in our In our coaching, that we still need to make more developmental points as opposed to tactical points at at halftime and as the match goes on. Yeah. So that. that
0: I like what you're saying right there. And actually that, that kind of goes into one of the questions right here because uh, Sean Walker here put this in the in the comments right here. And Suskia, you can you can add on to this one if you want. And he goes, Hello everyone. I currently play GK on the second team for UPSL team, Sesina FC USA. What are some main things that you look for in a keeper? So let's start with Susk.
1: You know, uh, one presence. Uh, to how, how do you kind of command your area and communicate with your team uh, in today's modern goalkeeping? Like, is your team comfortable playing through you? Are you comfortable with that? And it's not, you know, I think goalkeepers fall into that mentality that we're looking for the person that's making that big save in the upper 90. And we're really not. We're looking for the person that is keeping everything simple. Your positioning's proper so that you don't have to make the big save. And, and, um, just making it as easy on yourself and your team as possible and the consistency in that that's you know it, right? it's the consistency it's you you can you know scouts can come watch you and you can have a blinder make a couple upper 90 saves but if you're making simple mistakes that's what's going to stand out because what are you doing 90% of the game depending on the team you're on is the simple things and so yeah. if you're making simple mistakes that's where that's where it's going to stand out to me not the upper 90 saves
2: Bo, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, to, to Sasha's point, I think the consistency is, uh, you know, something that I uh, look for, especially when you watch these kids, uh, you know, multiple times. You know, you want to see, you know, just a consistent, you know, level. And um, if you're, like you said, Saskia, if you're making big saves or pulling balls out of the top 90 but you're dropping crosses, you right. know, consistently, you know, then that's, uh, you know, some red flags and things like that. So I think, uh, you know, as youth players, um, you know, continue to develop, and try to be scouted. I think just having that consistent base, and that we know what we're getting. You know, and we know areas that you have to improve on. Which every goalkeeper, uh, you know, no matter what, oh, yeah. always uh, you know improving and things.
1: Yeah, and I think you have to look at what we look at. Is why are you pulling that save out of the upper ninety? Right. Is it because your positioning is off? If is it because you know you know you're not communicating for pressure to be put on the ball consistently. So you see it as players out there see it as, but I did this, but we're seeing, but why did you have to do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And are you consistently having to do that because you're not doing the right things before it?
0: So. Yeah. And, and, and I, and I, and I love what you just pointed out right there, Suski in, in regards to like, why, because, you know, Charlie, I think, you know, and you were obviously, you and Bo were obviously just at MLS next showcase. How many young players when they see that beach chair, you know, on the sideline, they go, Oh, now I got to show them that I have the quality to play at the next level. They do. And then they and actually hard. they're actually doing themselves harm.
3: Yeah. I mean, the college scouting and scouting for us soccers is two separate entities. Absolutely. Um, but, but to answer Sean's question is uh, at a certain age, yes, we are looking for that, you know, that, that performance to be consistent as, as Saskia had uh, alluded to. At the younger age, we're kind of looking for someone that, that's going to fit the physical profile. So, Mike, you and I had had talked earlier in, in that now the trend is for a male goalkeeper six two, maybe the the minimum. Um, the, the big emphasis of, uh, is the long arms. Okay, so we saw it with Nopperd, and we saw um, yeah. yeah seven, seven <laughs> foot three wingspan. That's right, um, and, true. You know, and and I actually took a couple of the keepers aside because I was curious about their wingspan and wanted to uh, wanted to get that because that's your true height to be honest with you as a goalkeeper.
1: Mm-hmm. Wingspan
3: yep. is is your true height. Um, with, the, with the younger keepers, we're looking to see a growth projection. Yeah. And and we could talk about that a little bit later because it's it's mainly the eye test. Um, but then again, something that, that Sask had, had alluded to was what I, I saw is maybe one of the biggest weaknesses um, was the leadership slash communication yes. aspect. And um, we've been using Matt Turner as maybe the profile for the American goalkeeper now. And one thing that I, I've always noticed about him was the players want to play for him. You know, It yeah. just seems like he's a guy that, and, and it's clear by the amount of uh, or the, the few amount of shots that, that get levied against him that, the defenders are playing against him. but but Mike, what I saw out there was that the goalkeepers really didn't know what to say. That's right. Yeah. Yep. That's and, right. And it, and it, it, so you know we're trying to say that that the, <laughs> yeah. the communication needs to be clear, short, one or two word phrases, and it's got to be mm-hmm. timely and fast. Yeah. And that uh, just I just noticed that the closer the ball got to the goal. That the, the communication diminished. Right. So everybody was good when the ball was cleared, everybody
1: was
3: good. <laughs> you know, and um, you know when the ball's being played out back, but the closer the ball got to the goal that um there wasn't there wasn't as good communication, it wasn't as concise.
1: And I feel that like with the younger players they hear the word communication, so they just start babbling. Talking. And yeah. and, uh, and you're just talking nonsense. And eventually you're gonna be tuned out. When you do have something important to say, nobody's gonna know the difference. And so yeah. uh, younger goalkeepers have to understand that their sound bites their, and a timely fashion is exactly the point. And and you should you should organize early. And so then when the ball is in, and you know, I always say this, Mike, there is a point that, you know, you should have organized your back post. You should have put pressure on the ball and now they're shooting. So pay attention. You know, like you see yeah. the young goalkeeper still organizing with their hands sticking out right. and the ball's in the back of the net. <laughs> and you're yep. like, well, I'm glad you're still organizing, but you know, go pick the ball up. But <laughs> like, so, but there is a difference. And I, I like that you said that. You want to see younger players. Are they coachable? Are you know you're gonna if if they fit the mold, they're gonna be over six two and all that. But are they? Can you develop them? Because at age, like, are they coachable? Are you gonna listen? Can I? Because that's what we're here to do. Coaches is to is to help fix things and help like highlight your strengths and fix your weaknesses. At the elite level, it's gonna be different. It's consistency and everything like that. You know, you better already be there. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah.
2: Well, you shouldn't be there and, at all.
0: Yeah, Yeah, you know, and, and Bo, you know, speaking of that in regards to the communication thing, I was just making me think about like, you know, back in the day when I used to go to showcases and if I saw a goalkeeper that was ball watching and they were following the ball, their communication was based on the fact that they're following the ball rather than setting up their team for the counter, you know, so it wasn't their fault. Because then I I see a lot of coaches go like, hey, you know, you're just you're just doing play by play. You're just doing play by play. Why are they doing play by play? Is it because they're not seeing the field the way they should be seeing the field? Are they just following the action? Because then now that goes back to something a little bit more foundational because you can just tell somebody, oh, you know, stop. Stop play by play. Stop play by play. Tell your defenders what to do. But if you don't teach them how to scan, they're never going to be able to do it.
2: I think that's a big point. I think, you know, a lot of coaches forget that piece of it. And let's be honest, you know, at the youth level, um, you know, very few teams have, quote unquote, goalkeeper coaches. So Mm -hmm. now the head coach is the one that's going to be giving those goalkeepers the information that they need. And it's like you said, it's not so much play by play. It's can you organize your team in a way that. Your team is going to be set up so that you don't have to make uh, exactly, you know, and that's exactly. where I think, especially at the youth level, at the younger levels, uh, you know, that that's missed, uh, you know, quite a bit.
1: Exactly. Like I had a
2: couple of points, so I had to write it that. down
3: because you know I'm retired now, and so you know, <laughs> is is, is get going a little bit. Um, but uh, what what I what I think is important is the scanning is important. But I, I like to tell the keepers when it gets in the last third that you've got to watch the ball, especially if you're not picking up the flight of the ball. So I've always said to rely on your opposite side defenders to organize yeah. because they really have the best view of what's going on. So we've got to have those. Secondly, um, <clears throat> what had said about uh, about babbling. Um, I don't know what happened here. Can you guys Please. hear me? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You're good. You're good. You're good. Yeah. Um. I can't see, but what what Sa said about babbling was I, I think just to get the young goalkeepers to start talking, it's not a bad idea just to get them to. I guess you'd word use the word babble, but just to get them out of you know out of this state of being shy. I think we need to give the goalkeepers almost a glossary of terms yeah. to say. That are oh,
1: absolutely.
3: Sure. Yeah. that are Consistent absolutely. with how you coach that are short sure and concise.
1: But that's um, also for their team. That's,
0: that's right. exactly. And and, and, and thank you Saskia, because I think that's a problem. Also for I've, defenders. I've, yeah. I've, I've seen this before and I've seen coaches come up to a goalkeeper, you know, a 10 or 11 year old goalkeeper. And they say, here's the terms that you use with your team, but you don't tell your team that.
2: That's right. So they don't know what the <laughs> heck they're right. saying. That even means. That's right. That's right. Yeah, they're
0: you know they're like you know step high. Your team has no idea what that means because you never explained to your team, hey, when the goalkeeper says step high, this is what they want you to do. Right.
1: That's right.
3: And, uh, and Mike, the last one, the last point I wrote down was the your tone of voice because oh, we yes. all see we've all seen the keepers that are just uh, frantic and yes. and they make the, they make the defense nervous and you know <laughs> that's right. I, I think. I think the, you know, the great goalkeepers are guys that almost like you want to, the linemen want to protect their quarterback. Hey, the, the defenders want to protect their goalkeeper if if they're bought in to playing in front of them.
1: No, you're so play. you're so yeah. spot on. Yeah. So spot on because you have that, you have that level of anxiety that somebody's, if you have a goalkeeper like that, that every command they're giving is at that same intense, like level of anxiety and frantic and everything. There's no differentiation, like it's like you're if there's something that needs to be done and there's like inflection in your voice and it needs to be done, there has to be different levels of that. But when you're just organizing and you can do it in like a casual, but not casual way, but a way that, you know, doesn't freak your defenders out, like they're going to respond better to that. And they'll respond when something's in is intense because they'll get the triggers of, oh, I really got to get on this ball or I have to go to, you know. it has to, yeah. You can't have the crazy, frantic keeper yelling.
0: And and, and by the way, there's a question in the comment section. I think is is really pertinent. And please, please, guys, when you put your comments in the comment section, we appreciate it. Please tell us where you're watching the show from because it'll give us a little bit of context. Oh, I it.
1: love John because apparently he's watching it from a bathroom and took a staff <laughs> <conference right now>. <laughs> <laughs> with the urinals in the back. Um, <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> and, and <laughs> um, <laughs> did you just see that? That's
0: great. <laughs> Bo, I'm going to throw that. Yeah, guys, be careful with your profile pictures, where you take them. Um, but uh, I'm going to throw this to Bo. He goes out. Where do you think is the best place to start as a goalkeeper and work your way up?
2: Ah, that's a great question. You know, I, I think, you know, depending on your environment, you know, and what's, uh, you know, accessible to you. Um, you know, I think just finding, you know, uh, a club that values, you know, goalkeepers, you know, and that are going to have people that are going to help you along the way so that you can, uh, you know, continue to, uh, you know, develop and, and grow. Um, you know, I think, you know, Charlie and I were talking about this, uh, you know, a little bit earlier and, you know, I think, you know, especially at the, like the 12 to 13 year old, uh, you know, level, I think, you know, finding kids that may not typically be soccer players, is not a bad thing you know finding kids that fit the profile whether that's athleticism um you know whether that's uh you know a presence you know to to shaskia's point and then can we start to you know develop those goalkeepers to be actual competent goalkeepers one day you know because i think right now we kind of look at it as if uh if a kid at 12 13 years old doesn't have the technical ability um you know doesn't understand the position we kind of write them off sometimes and i think sometimes a lot of these kids can be spotted earlier on and then start to develop them. So I, I don't know if there's a real, you know, starting. Point. I didn't start playing goalkeeper when I was 16. You know, I was a field player, you know, up until that point. So, but somebody grabbed me and said, Hey, you know, why don't you try the goal? You know, because you don't, you can't run really, you know, so why don't you, <laughs> why don't you hop and goal and see how you do there. And then, As time went on, you know, I started to gravitate towards, uh, you know, that position and really started to, you know, try to develop and, you know, have that growth, uh, you know, mindset in it. So I don't know if there's a certain starting point, but I just think, you know, finding ways to find kids that may not typically be, uh, you know, goalkeepers, you know, goalkeepers right away, but we can start to, uh, you know, try to develop them a little bit.
0: And I know Saskia's got something that she wants to add on to this because yeah. she, she
2: No. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, you had a, you had a similar thing. I mean, you were a lacrosse player and and you were identified as a goalkeeper, same. right?
1: Well, no, I was the same. I, I played soccer first, but I oh, was okay. a, I okay. was a multi sport athlete. Yep. Um, okay, gotcha. And I, and I, you know, so it was just being a being an athlete. I was doing everything as a swimmer, a lacrosse player, and everything. But but that helped me, you know, and it also helped balance me out in the sense like back then you weren't playing soccer. That's right. And all, that's year it. all year that's <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you weren't doing that. Like you were playing yeah. multi sports. High school sports was big. Yeah. Um, so there wasn't the choice of whether I'm playing high school or not. Like, it, you know, nowadays, like kids don't play high school soccer because they just play club um, and they don't play any other sports. And I think that that just heightened my athleticism. It also, I didn't burn out because of it. Right. Uh, and so I think that that helped me a lot.
0: You know, that's actually a a really good point that you just brought up right there, Sus, because it's making me kind of think about this, Bo. Like, I think there's a lot of concern out there, and I see it, and I see these top-drawer soccer, you know, and I'm not pointing top-drawer soccer out specifically, but I see these rankings of the, you know, the 2011s and and, and all, all this stuff, and you're like, man, just relax here. Like, does U.S. soccer take that into consideration when they start, you know, Mentioning, hey, we've got scouts out here and all that and how that's going to be taken by parents, youth coaches, all of that. Sure.
2: Yeah, no, I definitely think, uh, you know, they take that, uh, you know, into consideration. And and I think, you know, especially at the younger ages, you know, we tell them like, this is just the start, you know, of the process. I was just at a youth um, and ID center in, uh, in Boston with O-9s, you know, and we were trying to explain to them, like, this is literally the first step in the whole process. And you may, you know, after this campaign. You may not get called back into a camp for two years, but then again, eventually, you know, you'll get called back in. So just understand that, understand that it's, uh, yeah, it's an honor, but this is just the starting process of, uh, you know, how... U.S. soccer looks to start, uh, you know, identifying people. And we also know that, you know, a lot of kids develop at different times. You know, somebody that's very, very good at an 09, you know, may not be, you know, when uh, two years from then. But then a kid that may have been called into one camp but just wasn't there just yet in two years, he may be the main guy. You know, when you're starting to talk about the, you know, the the Mm -hmm. U-16s and U-17s, you know, going into, uh, you know, the World Cup cycle and things like that. So, yeah. And um, a
1: lot of that also has to do with the growth of your body at that age as well. You know, you yeah. have a kid that's doing great. He's maybe a big, a big kid and stuff like that. But when your body changes and grows, like it, it, your development as a goalkeeper has to change. Now right. you, you, you can't handle certain things the same way you did when uh, you were shorter, like, right. and everything like that. So, so are, are you getting the right coaching to change with the development of your growth yep. and your body as well? So there's a lot that goes into that, you know, just because you're good at, as an Oh nine, yeah, you know, yeah. it, you can't do the same things when you're, when you're a senior in high school. That's
2: right. That's
0: <laughs> you
1: right. know,
0: I I thought Charlie just got called to do a private session. Cause he just, <laughs> just, <laughs>
1: just, just
0: disappeared. I was like, man, it's like somebody just called. And he's like, look, man, it's like, he's like, we're out. We're at the field right now. And you're like, Oh, I forgot. I had a two o'clock. Uh, I, don't,
3: I, don't, I don't know what I just, I just got knocked out, but, and I don't, I don't know what I missed, but, I'm glad that we picked up on this because what we talked about out in California was now um, it's incumbent upon the clubs to more or less go out and recruit goalkeepers, and and so we're looking at the profile of of good athletes because we, we can say whatever we want, but in the end, if if a player's going to rise to the international level, they have to be athletic. I mean, it's just just the, the way it is, um, mm-hmm. and and so now. Um it's incumbent upon and and I'm hoping this becomes a trend. I hope there's a bunch of club coaches out there. Charlie listening. really,
0: really quickly just on that. like do you think that's why Matt Turner, despite the fact he started so late, was able to shoot up his progression and, to
1: remember and- that he was an elite athlete. I mean he wanted yeah. to be he wanted to be a pro baseball player that's right yeah and yeah. everything yeah. you know so he he is an elite athlete in sense he could do multiple sports at a high high level. So I'm just saying. Well, like-
3: yeah, but we had we have a surplus of athletes out there that fit. I mean, an incredible surplus of athletes. And and I was telling Bo that um, at, at my wife's high school, they they played Tim Howard's high school, <laughs> and I thought Timmy played basketball. Right. Yeah. I, but believe it or not, he wasn't the most athletic guy on the court. So the surplus of athletes, and and if we're talking about you know kind of like. Um, the, the rise uh, in prominence of more African-American goalkeepers. So if we look at our top four goalkeepers in our U.S. men's national poll, um, two two of the four are uh, African-American. I mean, th- these are all areas that we need to start looking to because we, we could be the number one producer of goalkeepers. But, but we
1: have always said that has been a stigma in soccer in America, that we have always said, had we not lost the elite athletes to football, basketball, baseball, hockey, whatever, to other sports. Okay. If you took those elite athletes that we know of and they their only goal growing up was to play soccer, you would be the best team in the world. We would be the best team in the world. Yeah, I'm sorry. Because I have we a question. have such a plethora of amazing athletes, but we have so many professional sports that they aspire to. Now they're starting to aspire to play soccer. That's and right. I think well, or football, So yeah. just joke. Before,
0: before we get to DJ before we get to DJ's question, I actually want to ask Bo about this because obviously, you know, uh, I think I think that this this is something that that has been a very huge sticking point with u s. soccer and, and both Charlie and Bo and Suski, you guys have known this, is that there's a lot of underrepresented communities that were not identified in u s soccer for so long. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just talking about the African American community, I'm yeah, talking about the Latin- you know Latin American community yeah. as Absolutely. well too. And we're starting to see the rise of you know, kids like Antonio Carrera you know, who's 18 years old, signed as a homegrown at 17 for FC Dallas. And now, you know, in that national pool radar right now um, that are starting to get identified. uh, Is that because U.S. soccer is doing a better job of looking in the non- mls next environments the the more the the local leagues those sorts of things or is it because those kids are gravitating into those leagues
2: i think it's a little bit of both i think it's uh yes those kids are gravitating into those leagues but i think it just goes to the scouting system you know where now a lot of these clubs aren't trying to keep these kids they're trying to promote these kids into the (laughs) you know and, and then now like because the scouting system has gone so deep It is getting kids off of men's league teams, you know, that would never have been identified before, would have fallen through the cracks where now somebody is seen those kids. And instead of that club or that team holding on to them, they're like, no, let's get this kid, you know, to where he can get the exposure, uh, you know, that he needs and the growth, you know, because, yes, he can continue to grow in that men's league. But he needs to be in an intense environment so that now he can start to really, really grow as a, as a player. And I think that's why you're seeing so many different, uh, you know, minority groups breaking into not even just the full national team, but even the, the youth national teams, uh, you know, as well.
1: I mean, we have to give a nod coming from where we came from, you guys, like you yeah. have to give a nod to social media and the yes, outreach and stuff sure. like that. We yeah. Now we can see people, yeah. like, you know, gone are the days that you mailed your like newspaper clippings.
2: Everything was regional. Yeah, it, you was know? regional. So it was, yeah, was regional. So it was
1: word of mouth. And so That's you right. didn't have like, let's take the college system, you didn't have a coach from you'd never had a coach from UCLA flying out to to New Jersey. It was all regional. Like, right. so now they don't have to. Now, like you see, you get the videos, you get everything. So now you're seeing that kid that you never would have known about or seen before. And great. now you can send people there. So that we, that's changed the the landscape of this as well.
3: It's a great yeah. point. Like I we- wanted to add, I'm sorry. I wanted to add just a couple of things is that now when we talk so many times, we talk about how we judge ourselves as a soccer nation and, and how we rank ourselves as a soccer nation and uh, you know it's it's always just based on our international results at the world cup but i think we have to also include as a major criteria how many players we're putting in top 100 clubs across the, the you world, know, throughout the world and we're doing a much better job with that and we have to give clinsman credit for that because he was the one who, who pushed a lot of kids so yeah, we got you know it. It, it's it's not no, all just do. based on and and Sorry, it's it's not all based on World Cup results. It's no. based on how many players we have at elite clubs. And then the other thing is, I think at the grassroots level, we really need to educate the parents that if your son goes from rec soccer to the local club travel team, and now he gets picked up by an MLS next, it's not a bad thing. It's it's a good thing. And and that w- I can't even imagine the amount of kids that had been stifled because the coach or the parents didn't want them to leave their cozy little environment and wouldn't hey, love that's,
1: that's how it was when I was playing that's right and that's how it was when I in Mercer County when I was playing it was no you're not we don't they didn't want us playing ODP they just want us to stick into our club and all that stuff you know love you know love it love because obviously like I said I got to where I got but we were, stif- I was stifled. And then finally I said, well, I'm going to do this. O- I didn't do ODP until I was 16. Like, you know, and all of a sudden, like, it was like a shotgun. And the next thing I know, it was like on the under 20, the, the first under 20 national team. Yes, that's how old I am. It was the and, and that's soccer.
3: where U.S. soccer has That's where U.S. soccer has to have a, something on the website because I'm told that U.S. hockey and uh, U.S. tennis association does a great job in educating the parents on yeah. the elevation and progress mm. of, of their players. And so I can't even imagine how many players have been held back because they, they you know, they, they got talked into just staying with the, their own little, you know, travel club in, in their, their part of the state.
0: Yeah. Bo, you've, you've worked at a, a various different national team levels. And obviously, Charlie, you have as well, too. But but Bo, I know you have recently. Um, and and, and uh, DJ right here says that my son has an ID session with Youth US, US national team. Are keepers chosen from their club games videos or what the session needs are and travel logistics?
2: It's a little travel, but more importantly, it's more on the club's recommendation. Uh, That's where they get that pool of, uh, you know, players. Your club coach has been notified from, um, you know, um, the youth national teams from Tony Lepore and, uh, you know, various other guys. And uh, they now are put into a pool that will be brought into, uh, you know, an ID center. Um, If your club coach doesn't. Now, some club coaches may not identify you as one of those players, but just through the networking system and things like that, youth national coaches know about you and then they'll invite you, uh, you know, to those, uh, you know, sessions. But typically it's, uh, you know, on recommendations, uh, you know, from, from club coaches. Uh,
3: But Mike, if they're identified um, and if they get to a, um, an ID uh, session, and, and, and even if they're identified for a scout to go out and watch them, yeah. uh, they get evaluated and put in a database. And that's so, right. you know, there's, there's there's a ton of information on that. And, uh, you know, kids, kids may have five or six different evaluations. And and, that, and that's how it's that's how it's processed. So it's it's not it's not random anymore.
2: No, it's, no. it's, uh,
1: it's amazing how it's it changed. is.
2: Yeah, so even when we're scouting games, like, uh, you know, we categorize kids, you know, in somebody that may be ready for, you know, a youth national team camp, you know, somebody that might be ready for an ID center. Uh, and then, like uh, to Charlie's point, you know, there's there's a whole book, uh, you know, on those players uh, prior to, uh, you know, them, uh, you know, being identified in things.
0: You know, it's it's funny because we had Ethan Wadey from Chelsea on last week um, who uh, was with the youth national team pool as well, too. And he brought up a really good point in regards to the fact that one of the things that helped him get to Chelsea into their youth academy was the fact that when he was in North Carolina is that for his development, they put him with the second team so that he would be forced to make decisions and forced to make actions because the first team was so good that he wasn't being challenged. And because of that, he wasn't developing the skills he needed to get to that next level. guy, I know this is something that you've always talked about with a lot of young players who go like, Oh, I need to play for this club, this club, this club, because they're the number one in the state. And then I'll get seen. But as a goalkeeper, that means that you're standing there. Especially, <laughs> Yeah. I problem. mean,
1: even, even for us, like when I was at UCLA, you know, you're going to a, you know, an ECNL tournament or something and you have goalkeepers that are playing that, you want to evaluate and they're playing for the best team and it, you didn't see them save a shot. You right. know? And so I tell, I tell a lot of parents cause they ask and I'm like, well, you know, you know, I didn't see the ball get near them. So go to an ID camp, like go, go to an ID camp. So a goalkeeper coach can train you and actually people can come and see you in a training environment, a small sided game environment, like into an 11 v 11 and really be able to assess a goalkeeper. It's, it's a lot harder to assess a goalkeeper in just a club game depending on who their team is than it is with the whole experience like i i, I need to see more and no. and to really get an understanding of seeing that consistency and and so on and so forth so that's you know i've told you that forever
0: no. <laughs> And 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 I, and, I, and I you know this is kind of adding on to like what Matt Phillips is, is saying right here, and I think this is a, a question that I get asked a lot by a lot of parents, especially on the union. And if you're not on the union app, guys, check it out. We'll we'll send you guys the link. It's going to be here later in the show notes and everything like that. But uh, there's a lot of people out there who are in areas, uh, Charlie, that don't necessarily have high quality goalkeeper training or high quality clubs in the area, um, and and they're kind of like at a loss. They're like, well. How does my kid get seen? How does my kid blah, blah, blah? Do I have to drive six hours to blah, blah, blah? And, and you know, do you have any advice for those types of parents?
3: I mean, you know, Matt, probably the ODP program, um, that that might be the, that might make me the most logistical uh, answer in, in that if, if you're not around, uh, I mean, it's just, if he's not with uh, like say ECNL or um, MLS next, but keep in mind that, that, we do scout from from ODP and ID two as well, so probably ODP would be the probably the best solution, to, to you know, to your for your situation. I just I just wanted to hit on a point that that uh, I don't know what SASK or whatever it was with with this with the goalkeeper playing with kind of like a lesser team that that's always been um that's always been Bill Irwin's you know you know we know the the great Bill Irwin, uh, uh, Cardiff City and and. University P- it was Casey Keller's goalkeeper coach. That's right. And right. Billy yeah. always says you put you you put your best goalkeeper with the right. second team so they get get action. And then um as we were talking about not being able to see the, the goalkeeper that's with a great team, I think when we're going to scout it that's why it's really important to get this I can t- I can tell almost everything I need to know in the warm up if the warm up is yep. a good one.
2: Yep, yep.
3: But it's so hard to get to the warm-up because <laughs> oh. if, you're at, if, if you're at a showcase There's and so your many- your your field is 20 fields away and if you're walking with <laughs> bow, you need a you, golf cart you stop and talk to everyone along the way and it's really hard. But I mean all your answers can, can come from uh from the warm-up, or a lot of your answers can come from the warm-up.
1: Yeah, I mean I tell I would tell players, parents when they would send in their uh, clips or ask clips to send them in to, uh, UCLA, I'd be like, can you send some training video? Like not just like a couple of ga- like game footage, which is always from like a mile away, yeah. but can you, can you send some train? I need to see like how the footwork is, how their balance is, how their positioning is. And so add training video into that. Um, please like sessions with, with a goalkeeper coach. So, and not just the perfect stuff like repetition, um, so you can see again that consistency and see you know what they need work on and and everything. And so I think that that's important. It, go, it comes down to that warm up. You could see, like you said, you know, Charlie, you could see a, so much from the warm up.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, I, and I want I want to move on to these actions because we're gonna do something fun today. We're gonna have uh, two high level scouts and Suskia, who's okay. also Thanks. a professional. <laughs> No, no, but you're also a professional color commentator. Uh, (laughs) Break down uh, from a scouting standpoint uh, some some real young up-and-comers like Casey Murphy, you know (laughs) uh (laughs) –
1: She and we're so going to see
0: from a scouting standpoint what these people would see if they saw this player at a showcase and what they would, what would, they would be doing. Um, but before that, I really want to get to Sean's question right here because this is one that comes up so much when it comes to scouting and identification, and, and I, everyone's got a different answer for this. But he goes, my son is five, currently playing in a fundamental program. He's taking to soccer really well and has been playing with the seven to eight-year-olds. Do you think it would be okay to play with a local club team? Now, Sean, just real quickly, are you talking about as a goalkeeper or are you talking about as a, just a general soccer player? Because there's a big difference in that. Thoughts well, that? I
1: mean, well, like, I think Charlie hit the nail on the head. Anytime that you can move up and play at a higher level, play at a higher level. Like if the local club team is a, a higher, better level, then do it. Yeah. Um and just always, always challenge yourself. Whether you're a field player or or a goalkeeper, like challenge yourself. If you're being accepted to at a higher level, at a more intense training and stuff, and that's the route you want to go, then go that route. He's five, so,
2: right.
1: so, so, so yeah. I'm like, right. yeah. like he, let's take that into consideration too. I mean, he might right. like like not want to play soccer next week. So
2: yeah. like, that's right. That's right. So,
1: But you always want to push yourself. Do I think, like, he's five, okay, guys?
2: Yeah, (laughs) you got time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, And the last thing, and guys, we really appreciate all the questions. Guys, you could be doing this right now on The Union. In engaging in the engagement forum. We do this literally every day. There's over 2000 active goalkeeper coaches and players and parents doing that right now. So we're not trying to do this. Like, you know, it's free. We're literally not making any money from it. Just literally just go on there because we can't answer all these questions in an hour. We just can't. So we really appreciate it. Keep commenting, keep engaging in there. We'll be engaging too. But last one here from Andreas and uh, he says, "I would like to see more five eleven and six foot keepers in the mix, like John Bush, Ramondo, Robles, etc." It seems as if we are always defaulting to six two and taller. I know this is a slippery slope, so I think there's a big difference between, again, national team and college recruiting when it yeah, comes to this.
2: That's right, and I, I think it goes back to Charlie's just the profile when you're talking about the international level at the mm-hmm. highest level. Um, the profile is, you know, six twos is the minimum, really, you know, or at least having a long wingspan, you know, so that yeah. you're, you know, bigger, uh, you know, the the smaller, the days of my myself and John Bush and Nick Ramondo, at least yeah. at an international level, um, you know, I think are, are really, really tough. You know, I do think there's a place for, you know, goalkeepers in the college level um, and even at the youth national team level, I think, uh, you know, in some ways. But I think when you're talking about the elite of the elite, you know, I, I just think there has to be, there's a, there's a, the profile now i mean you saw the guys coming on the field uh you know for france yesterday um those guys were mammoth you know and right that's, and that's yeah. what
1: you have taken consideration that's the yeah field players, the field players are getting bigger too bigger too so it's, so yeah, it's like, like, like if you're five eleven going yeah. up against somebody that's 6 4 and he's a field player
0: yeah. and
3: you
1: don't have the arm and you don't have the wingspan yeah. you're in trouble like, you're, in you're, you're in trouble you're in trouble
3: I, I think the key is the wingspan i think yeah. the key is the wingspan and i those i love those three goalkeepers that he listed yeah. um yeah you know, great, and and, yeah, and they, they, were, they certainly made a great career and they you know they had to work harder at it to, that's, you know, right. that's right honestly so i would say let's not let's not we're not not trying to weed those guys out um maybe at the highest level uh I, 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 you know if we got a guy who's five eleven, but is Wingspan is six nine. I mean, that you know that then we're talking because that that's really then your is true nothing. height.
1: Then, it is, then
0: it's <laughs> <nothing>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know how many how many sloths are playing soccer.
1: Like, I mean, on my wingspan, I know it's taller than my height, so I do know that. But I mean, that's a big one.
0: <laughs> yes, I'm, just, I'm just picturing those animals that can wrap their arms around the, the trees. Stuff, like that's yeah. like, <laughs> five
1: eleven, six nine. Oh my gosh! Um, all right, let's uh, let's
0: let's go into some of these clips right here because I think this all I think this will be a lot of fun right here. So first off, let's see if I can add this. i was just trying to be
3: optimistic.
1: I know I like
0: to the stream right here. So first guy I want to bring up. There's been a lot of talk about this guy. Uh, especially on the, on the men's side as in, you know, he played in the champions league and why isn't he playing on the men's national team and, and yada, yada. And, and again, a great goalkeeper. This is Josh Cohen over at Maccabi Haifa. Um, This is in the 84th minute Uh, Ball is at the edge of the 18. It's a square ball across to the top of the center. Josh recognizes great drop step, nice clip touch and away from there. Despite the obstructed view, he's composed. He gets down low and makes that save. So, Let's say you saw this at a showcase, uh, Bo. What would you? What's the first thing that you
2: saw? Uh, just can you play it again? Yeah. You know what I really liked? I I, I really like his, uh, you know, kind of like training step. You know, it wasn't like a, a big hop, but it was just kind of getting set. Uh, you know, just right when he, uh, you know, saw the player centrally take his touch. And now when he takes his next touch, you know, he kind of gets his starting position. He's not deep on his line where he's given a lot of the goal to shoot at. He's kind of, you know, in a really, really good aggressive, uh, you know, stance, but not too high where he can get chipped because yeah. there's not really a lot of pressure on the ball. Uh, but I did, I, I just like how he got his feet set and then looked to, you know, make that movement towards the ball. And yeah, I, I thought his, uh, yeah, I thought it was really, really good.
1: Yeah, I like his start. I like his positioning too because one, I agree everything that you said, Bo. But I think that what he does by not dropping too deep is he takes away that slotted ball.
2: That's right. And
1: and so now that's not on it, as much as it looks like it's on. If he puts that ball in between the defender and number 11, he, he can come and get that. Yep. And so that takes away if he's deeper, that ball's on. And yep. now that ball can be slotted. If he's too high, he's going to get tucked over the top. So I think his positioning and that's what that's you know, I'm sitting here looking at the players in front of him. That's what I'm seeing. I was like, he kind of makes he covers two things at once. That's right. And that, yep. That's really good.
0: Yeah, no, I love I love that because I didn't even I didn't even recognize that. But you're right; he so prevented an action.
1: Big, big bucks, That's why you
0: get to paid the big bucks, huh?
1: <laughs>
0: He prevents that action, That's right. and then he's ready for the he's ready for the final action as well, too. Mm-hmm. Charlie, anything you want to add?
3: I, I saw a lot of good things. Does my mouse show up on the screen? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, okay,
3: if if you freeze it right here, here, here look at his uh, stop. If you freeze it right here, his mm-hmm. I like his starting point. And I, I tell goalkeepers all the time, this guy has no chance of chipping him right now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and he's got a really bold starting point. And what Sask was saying was, yeah, I mean, this ball gets played through. He's cutting it off. OK, but so that's actually- one. And I tell the goalkeeper goalkeepers all the time, if that guy's head is down and he's under pressure, he, it, it may seem a little unnerving to you. But he's got no chance of chipping you at, at all. Mm-hmm. So take a higher starting point. And then as the ball is played, I, I, he just glides. You know, mm-hmm. I like this. Like, you play it, Mike. Like, yeah. To his, yeah, but this to his
1: is snippet. the one I'm talking about with the slotted ball. He's ball. His yeah. position here has taken that slotted ball to 11 out, right. in my opinion. And, well.
2: and, but, and even yeah. if he does play him, you know, he's going to be in a great spot. You know, if he exactly. can't come and get it, if he doesn't feel like he can come, he's still going to be in a great spot for that 11 to really have a tough angle to, you know, try to beat him.
1: Yeah.
3: But, but he glides to this position, and then his set position is really yeah, good. I, I like mean, he, that listen, that's the big difference in whether you make the save or not. It's having your feet set. And I think we need to do more with training keepers, the timing of their set position oh, yeah. coming from lateral movements. And it's forward so move
2: yeah, yeah, because a lot of times their keepers or their stance is so wide that they can't even get a push, uh, you know, to to make that save. And uh, I agree yeah. with you, Charlie. I think his uh, starting position, his set position, was excellent. Yeah.
1: And I think this goes back to what we talked about before: is what we're looking for. We're looking at all these other things before right. the save is even made. Yeah. And yeah. so when you're when you're being whenever somebody's out there assessing you, you're not. It's not. Oh, he made a great save. Look, well, why did he make that save? That's what we're looking at. That's And right. so so if you're hearing that out there, listen, to, we didn't even talk about saving.
2: <laughs> uh, like, no, right, <laughs> right. Like, Great point. To, yeah.
0: to, to be honest with you, the final action, if if all of this comes into play should be at this level, he should be able to make that save. That's right. You know, right. Not, I'm not well, saying it's a
2: or it's saying saying it's gonna it's gonna an easy an save. Shot. Yeah, it's going to get it. But time. he's
1: made <laughs> it a lot easier for himself. If yeah. he's too deep here, it becomes now he has to do some lateral movement to get to the ball. You know, how tall cool is situation. he, Mike? What's his height? So
0: he's about six one.
3: Okay, okay, not, 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 yeah. the, not anything. But that's a really bold starting point. But look how much of the goal he's taken away mm-hmm. by yeah. by staying up high. I mean, yeah. I've seen mm-hmm. keepers that are six four that are way deeper than him. Deeper than that. Yes. I really, yeah. really like his his starting point here. Is his angle play, how high he is.
1: And that's well, also, presence. That's what I mean by that player looks up and they see the keeper.
3: That's they, right.
1: They see the keeper. If you're not being seen when somebody's taking a shot and they see the net, then there's a problem. Like that's the presence I'm talking about. Like, are you a formidable opponent? When they look at their like, ah, you know, I just see orange right
2: now. <laughs> look, <laughs> you know? I think to your point, Sas, uh, I think, it, it, you know, when we say presence, it doesn't mean you have to be four. You know what I mean? You can can be 5'11 and have an awesome presence. When we talked about those three goalkeepers before, Nick Ramondo, John Bush, they had an incredible presence. They weren't big keepers. So I think that's something that people sometimes lose. They feel like, oh, presence means I have to be 6'3", 6'4". No, you know, it's it's your starting position. It's the, Mm the presence. Like you said, when a field player is about to shoot, what do they see? You know?
0: Yeah. Speaking of what you see when you see a world class player like Sam Kerr coming at you, we're going to go into the <laughs> we're going to go into the women's game right here, and we're going to go with a, another goalkeeper that's kind of been on the on the cusp of the national team radar as well, kind of uh, on the fringe here. And and the reason I'm kind of bringing them up before we start showing like a Casey Murphy is because I, I think a lot of people out there need to understand that the depth in the men and the women's game here on the national team level is so high with goalkeepers right now that. Josh Cohen is a very good goalkeeper. It is really hard to make the senior men's national team. Bella Bigsby is a very good goalkeeper. Mm -hmm. It is very hard to make the women's national team uh, as a goalkeeper. Um, So uh, I want to show this right here. This is Bella Bigsby. It's the 15th minute against Chelsea. Ball is laid off to Sam Kerr uh, at the edge of the 18. Then a one-time back to Sophie Ingle, who hits it through traffic. Now it's a cut kind of back inside. Despite obstructive view, Bella's position is solid. She makes the initial save and holds on to it right there. Uh, world-class, in my opinion, all this movement. So many different little actions that took place here, in my opinion. Uh, maybe we'll start with uh, with Susk. What do you see here first?
1: I see that Sam Kirscher shot it that's <laughs> what i see to be honest with you i think bell is off her line and i think she's at the top of her six and sam doesn't have like like charlie had said to each she doesn't have direct pressure on her and mm-hmm. i think that with a player like sam kerr that that i, I would have expected her probably to, probably put this over the top of her that being said i like the fact that she's she realized her position. Okay, so we can get down to do. I think she was a little out of position on that. Yes. So did she try to follow one mistake by another, which, you know, I hate and try to back up (laughs) and then reposition herself? No, she said, here I am. This is where I am. So now how am I going to play this through ball from the position I'm in? And she does that. And so instead of like trying to read, she maintains her position and now she's locked onto the ball. She's doing micro movements to come up with the save. I think originally she's out of position
2: a great point, yeah. And no, I'd, I'd have to agree. I think, and what I, I'd like to just, you know, uh, piggyback on that is just that she stayed committed to it. You know That's what I mean? What like, I mean she is, yeah. yeah, she's completely out of position. But okay, now this is the consequence. Ball drops here. Uh-huh. I'm staying committed. I'm not dropping back to my line mm-hmm. now to give that player more of a goal mm-hmm. to shoot. At I'm staying committed, and then now you're gonna have to beat me. And then, like you said, those little micro movements with her feet were excellent. And then she's able to hold it, which I think is a great hold, you know, yeah. for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and I think the fact right here that she, because of her positioning, she made this comfortable enough that she was able to hold on yeah. to that ball. Yeah. Yep. You know? Yeah, hold um, the
1: ball. I know. <laughs> but she wasn't
0: – but because of her movement, because she didn't overshift or she wasn't behind the play – because if she was, she probably either would have steered it or she would have gone past the ball. Yeah. Um, it's, she just is just enough that even though it's an obstructed view, she still can see enough of the ball that she can hold onto that ball clean and not have to steer that. That's Which could have been a mess if she tried to steer that if she didn't put it in a good area.
2: That's right. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Charlie, anything you want to add? I, I just I'm not sure I'm not sure um, the, the the player
3: with the ball could have would could have or would have chipped her. Because right? it seems like she's on a full dribble, which yeah, but that's makes... Sam
1: okay. <laughs> Kerr, like, and
3: that's the best. Play,
1: it's the best player in the world. I absolutely yeah. think she could have taken that
3: shot. so? Okay. Um, and, and then the the other thing is, is that yeah, she's in a great position. When you're looking at it, doesn't take a genius to see that she's got great footwork. She's in a great position um, to make the play. I would just kind of add something on. I don't know whether any of you picked up on it yesterday, and Argentina's second goal. Um, Larice was—I don't know—he's probably like right here. At a good starting point, when he noticed that the play was behind space, he he retreated really fast and really deep. And I thought when the ball was played through, he he had a chance to close down Di Maria. I'm just wondering if he didn't retreat so far, could That's he right. have really been out? I agree really,
1: with that. I agree. Sorry? I, I shouted. I looked at that again, and I said, "He's too. He didn't. Get, he could have gotten to that ball. That's right." And I, yeah. I, I absolutely believe that second goal. He. I said that to Shannon, who looked at me like I had two heads because <laughs> she's not a soccer <laughs> player. And <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, he's too deep. He didn't get the right jump. He didn't have yep. the right positioning. Because had he, I believe that that would have been a fifty-fifty smother. That's right. Um, or he would. He would have made that save. That's I right. Totally, agree with, with time. Time. I totally yeah. agree with you.
3: Yep. Well, yeah. well, well, well. If, if you if you remember, Di Maria had to do put a little lift on the ball to yeah. get him to get it over. But and I learned this from uh, our colleague Eric Yamamoto, who's saying that that Yamamoto, it, like as the ball is coming, um, stop retreating at a certain point yeah. because yeah. now your momentum's going back, and then you you know also um, you're further away from the play, and it. Absolutely. it, it it takes a lot of practice and it takes a lot of courage because it's an unnatural movement but yeah I thought um and who am I to criticize No no you know, you're like,
1: so you're you, absolutely right I mean yeah. you, you know I think if you asked him, he would say, number one, should he have gone down? No, I think maybe you should have stood him up. Like, cause, but, and that's, we see that in all goalkeepers. You've made a commitment to come and go hands to the ball and go down. And you're, you have to remember you're being baited by an attacker at that level and they're waiting for you to commit and make the play. I think he was late. And I think that had he not, retreated so deep, I think he would have gotten there. I totally,
3: yeah. you are 100% right. Ms. So. Yeah. Saskia, I've seen you enough for you guys podcast and this has come up. I, I do think that our, our keepers, especially the young ones are, are going to the stand up and the block safe too soon that they could be stealing more space and, and maybe make that that slide safe. Um, I, I think it's kind of gone away. It's kind of been a trend that's gone away. I, I think, I think wait weight- yeah.
0: no I mean no Charlie I mean such a great point right there because I I you want to just bring up like obviously everybody saw the save I mean Martinez made you know at the end of uh, of overtime yesterday mm-hmm. uh, for Argentina uh, against France if he had dropped a split second earlier that's in the net that's underneath him in the net and or that, yeah
1: and f- first of all he would have been further away. And had he had he done had he done that, his timing on that is what made that save. That save and we that talk that. about mm-hmm. and his distance from the player is what made mm-hmm. that save. And I, I agree with you, we talk about it all the time. Kids do it too early, um, their timing is off, their distance is off, and it's in the back of the night. Yeah.
3: yeah. And, and, yep. and, and we need to teach them how to steal space. And, and and I would say if the ball's traveling far, move fast because you know you need to get out there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's when you move.
2: That's when you move. That's right. I didn't want to scare
1: you. Oh, sorry. That's when you move. Sorry, Shannon, scared the shit out of me. (laughs) So that's when you move. You move when the ball is traveling in no man's land, fifteen like fifteen yards. That's right. Like, and then you arrive at the right point that when the ball gets to the player, you don't move late. Like, and yes.
3: And they need to see tons of repetitions of this, and they need to also make mistakes. That yeah. they need to see tons of repetitions with a lot of pressure, with no pressure, all all different varieties, so that they learn how to which balls they can get and and when to time their their set position.
2: Yeah, they can possibly range. No, for sure.
0: Absolutely. Um, I want to bring this up right now because, Suski, you brought up a really good point in regards to S- Sam Kerr in regards to, and Charlie was bringing up, a, you know, when you shoot. This is where she's not going to be actually on the dribble, and I want to show Bella, amazing goalkeeper, picture completely different of what the scenario happens right here. Casey Murphy, another world-class goalkeeper right here. And
1: Jersey!
0: Sam Kerr, again, right here, turns, faces, not that, not that re- really, probably about a third outside the D, um she unleashes a high ball and casey follows this this entire time towards the near post it's obstructed view simple shift across safe tip over again to the naked eye they're like why did she tip that ball over but she was obstructed um is that rose lavelle right there Who somebody somebody obstructed view and then she plays that ball over right over there
1: and this is i i would and this is great positioning okay and casey's what six one six two. How tall is Case? Six one. Um, yeah. And so, had she been, let's say, where Bella was,
2: oh, um, this
1: ball's in the back of the net. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and and Case is taller than Bella, so this Sam Kerr is so far outside the D. There's no reason to be on top of your six right here, okay? And you'll have to look at the body language. There's no pressure on the ball. She's facing right. up. She's going to take the shot, and. Mm-hmm. And, like Charlie said, if you were out of position on this and now you're backing up, th- you're making a debacle of the whole situation. Exactly. She's already gotten herself set and in position to deal with whatever she has to deal with.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then I love, so when this ball is hit right here, and again, you're talking about, Charlie, you were talking about wingspan.
2: The oh, fact yeah. that
0: yeah. Casey has that wingspan allows her, because this ball's moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she doesn't see it till here, yeah. probably. Mm-hmm. And therefore, she's able to get that paw up quickly and get it across right there. And that's also understanding your, how your body moves and what your what your qualities are, too. And I think that's something a lot of young goalkeepers need to recognize when we're talking about identification and scouting. You can tell when a goalkeeper knows what type of goalkeeper they are yeah. and when they don't know and they're trying to be something that a coach yeah. has told them they're supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. But,
3: Mike, ask- can you – can you yeah. just back it up a little bit and just move sure. to the frame where she's just shooting. Okay. Uh, just a couple of things that i thought of. Okay. Okay. So, so one thing M- many shell shadow, says that the player with their head up is the most dangerous player on the field. Okay. So, so we, we know that that that's, there's a big difference between head up, head down pressure to the ball and not pressure. Sure. Yep. Secondly, as, as silly as it may sound, um, I, I think a lot of goalkeepers, as you're saying, don't really Pick up the ball until it's here, ha- halfway towards them. And now we've got to be telling the goalkeepers, pick up the ball from the time it leaves the kicker's foot. Just visually, that just helps you get an extra, a- an extra step on on what's going. Just like they tell an outfielder, you got to pick up the ball as soon as it leaves the the hitter's bat. Um, I think this is really important to just visually pick up the ball as early as possible. I think I learned that from. Saskia's mentor, Tony DeChico. he was, mm-hmm. he would say something along that line.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Your eyes
3: or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then if I can make a plug here, my, you saw my daughter <laughs> Haley before her, her boyfriends, um, her boyfriend went to the same high school as Casey Murphy. So she,
1: nice. uh, she sent me a little, a <laughs> she sent okay. me a little note.
3: She so, went to oh. Alex's high school. Casey's
1: awesome. So Mike, back up a little bit, because now yeah. we're talking about if we're watching this from like a, you know, recruiting perspective and everything. Mm-hmm. So now yeah. my question is, I'm wondering where, what communication is here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So where is, who is it? Play stop. So okay. who is this on the lower bottom of the screen, the outside for us? I can't tell who that is.
0: I, I can't tell either. I have to so talk, Check the number right there.
1: I get that we get stripped, but where are you going? Yeah.
2: Okay. yeah. I was. Thinking we, that, we don't yeah.
1: have, we don't, we don't have, nobody has control of the ball. Right. right. So we're yeah. still, there's still the attacking dude. We're, she's out of position. So my question to Casey would be like, were you seeing that as well? You know, mm-hmm. hey, I don't know who it is. Um, stay, hold, weak side, watch that space in there because now, yeah. she, you know, with the number one player in the world sitting in the center by herself. So, yeah. so that that would be a question I would have. Like, what were what was your vision of the field? Did you see that, you know, you were exposed on this side of the field? Hold your defender, tuck in. I mean, this is another level conversation. But, of course. But that's what you're asking.
2: But that, of yes, at this level, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. would hope, yeah. you know, that that was the communication um, that may have been going on yeah, or should be going on. at
1: yeah.
0: least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And 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 I want everyone to, to understand right here when we're we're doing this here. If you're new to the show, we are nitpicking. This is yeah. the, oh, the, the highest of the highest levels, <laughs> yeah. the highest of the highest levels. You know here, so we want everyone to take everything with a grain of salt in regards to if you you know if you're unine you know is in this situation and you start you know battering them because of it. You know just understand you know that we're we're talking about at the elite of the elite levels. You right. know, um, right? Um, but we're
1: also talking about what we look for. That's right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Again, we haven't even talked about the, the physical save. No. You know, it's no. it's, it's the right hand. I, well, I wouldn't say it's the right hand. You know, I'm just like keep the ball out of the net. Yeah. But
2: yeah. um,
1: but you know, again, it comes down to what we said. What are we looking for? We're looking at all these other things that lead into the save.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, and I and you know the thing is is that I I, I do, we, do you guys have time for one more clip, Susk, Bo, Charlie? Yeah, I got time? one. Yeah. More. yeah, yeah,
2: I got one. That <laughs> I got to
0: run. We're good. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So we're going to do, we're going to do one more than oh, there's Sam. She's disappointed by it. Okay. So I <laughs> want to point this out right here because I wanted to do a set piece as well too. Um, and this is a, this is a young man that we had him on the show recently. Great, great, great young up and coming goalkeeper. This is Antonio Carrera from uh, FC Dallas right yep. here. Um, and uh, I think this is in the sixth minute. Uh, I think it's a ball between two defenders inside the near post. Uh, he takes a high position. So, uh, the ball's lifted over. See now, do you consider this a high position for the, and for those of you guys who are listening right now, we're talking about like a couple feet off his line for this free kick. Or do you consider this, uh, uh an average position for somebody, his height, he's about six, four. I,
1: I think, think he's too deep.
0: deep. You
2: think he's, he's too six, deep? I think he could
1: Six, be... four. Yeah. yeah. Then I, I think, I think, he, I think he, he, could little, he could steal a little more space. Yeah.
2: he could be a bit higher. Yeah. Yeah. About
0: there. Um,
1: Not a lot, but he could be a good step. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay.
0: So the ball's lifted over uh, towards the near post, over the wall, and it's a shift across. Boom. I want everyone to see this right here because we're talking about what you see at showcase, what you see when you're looking from a scouting standpoint. First off, probably the first thing before you even see the plays, you probably recognize the presence, the size, the frame. And now, again, you're talking about the wingspan. Look at the coverage that this type of player can go. And you go, okay, I see how at the national team level, at the international level, this could be something.
1: Yeah, but here's what we're saying. I think I think we all agree could be higher. He doesn't look 6'4 to me. Oh. I think he has made himself look small in the okay. goal. I think that if he is a step higher, then that's a quick shuffle step. And he maybe even holds that ball and, yeah. and, and, and stays on his feet. Yeah. And you see okay. the big goalkeepers at that height with the right position go, boom. And it's not a thing. This is one of those things. It's like, did you have to make that that difficult on yourself? Uh, and now it's a corner yeah. kick, by the way. Yeah.
3: Yeah. We are nitpicking.
1: Yeah. yeah,
3: We are nitpicking. Yeah, if
0: your high school keeper does that save, trust me, you'll be okay <laughs> with it. Yeah, we're pretty
3: happy. These, but the, no, these those are great points. Mike, I think a couple of things I wanted to bring up is I, I started doing this with, with our goalkeepers this year. Um, is we I don't think we train the set piece enough where we put the mannequins up and we take our best free kick, our two best. You, you'll never have a lack of volunteers for this exercise.
1: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: so you, you know, you got, you're going to have the whole team signing up. But you you get them out early and you set the mannequins up and you just give them practice in this. And And here's the other one. That where I think that we need to practice the free kick where where my where the, where the arrow is on my mouse. Well, can we move back or up?
0: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah,
3: yeah. If you can move it up just a little bit, that where where I'm pointing right now. You know that mm-hmm. free kick that comes right in in this space from the corner of the 18 where mm-hmm. we set maybe like a yeah. two man wall. Yep. So I yeah. I, I started setting guys putting players to to flight balls into this space, and then I started sending a guy to make like a near post run. And, and there was a play in the game yesterday um, that Martinez had to deal yeah. with. Remember that ball that yeah. almost skipped? Yeah. Yes. That was nasty. Um, and,
1: and,
3: and Stu Holden made a good point. Um, being a non goalkeeper is a very really stupid point. The, the ball came from this side and he says, as a keeper, you got to wait to see where that's going. Yep. That ball almost skipped oh, past yeah. him and went good. in. But yep. he's, for me, these are all situational plays. Like I think, it goalkeeping training should be whatever percentage, but a high percentage of situational plays. That I don't are- think
1: any. I don't think teams do corners enough. Anything. Oh. I mean,
2: yeah, we don't, right? I mean, you, they, they don't. See- They're like, oh, the oh it's like
1: the day yeah. be- day before right. game. Move, okay, what? let's yeah. let's practice our corners. That's right. And it's like it's it's like you know it's like NFL practice without your pads on. It's like you know not intense. It's not high like it's not Raylan Turner and the whole US UCLA soccer team, like running into the goal and <laughs> taking everybody with them, you know, yeah. but you need to train them that way
2: and we, and we don't,
1: and we don't do it. I
2: totally agree. Yeah. I, yeah. I was, I, I, Guys, Shit, I, don't mean, be... I, I have to run. I have No, to... no, no.
0: Well, we'll We're going to wrap up right now here. Uh, Bo, if you need to take off, take off. Um, if anyone wants to connect with you, Bo, uh, Any... I'm sure they're going to have a lot of questions. We're yeah, anytime. Anytime.
2: Yeah. I appreciate you guys doing this. We don't talk enough about goalkeeping, and I, I'm just glad that, uh, you know, I could be a small part of it. Um, Bo, so, great you. You're welcome seeing anytime, you. anytime, man. I'll see you guys at the convention. Sure. Enjoy the game tonight, it. Bo. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> going to the Celtics it, game. About.
0: Oh, he's going to the Celtics game. Oh man, yeah. he's lucky. Yeah. Uh, wow. Well, we will start. <laughs> there's a I'm lot sorry. going on. Just yeah, there's up. something.
1: Yeah, there is. There is some.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I can't. Man. Uh, um. Well, well,
1: well, I know we're gonna wrap it, Charlie. Yeah. I am so stoked to be put into the Hall of Fame, and please tell everybody that. And. Oh. Yeah. I um I can't imagine how many like I'm gonna need a whole table to myself probably once I tell my parents and everything. That's good. But
3: That's what we. Like. It, but, Sasuke uh, they packed they packed the place is packed. It's, I can't it's, wait. I can't know. I
1: can't wait to see you and I can't wait to see everybody yeah. that helped my career. I can't wait. It's I, gonna be great.
3: I apologize, it took us so long.
1: I mean, <laughs> it's okay. Yo, it was just you so you a funny hey, All you did was all win all a World
3: <laughs> Cup. I mean I, you know, I, I don't know what took us so long, but it's yeah, all right. You know.
1: Tell everybody. Hopefully you
3: appreciate it more.
1: Oh, oh my. I do. I'm like, I, you yeah. know, you get forgotten. I'm like, hey, I, I, Hall of Fame. Yeah. Cool. I'm yeah. psyched. I'm really yeah.
0: psyched. Yeah, well, no, well, 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 Charlie, we, we appreciate, you You know, you you coming on, you and Actually, coming on and, and talking yeah. about this, because I think it's one thing for coaches to come on and talk and and talk about this. It's another thing for people who are involved in the evaluation and the scouting side right. to come on because they they have a little bit of a different point of view and a different perspective. And, and I think, you know, as we wrap up here, you know, Suskia, I think a lot of parents need to understand, you know, they they keep asking their, their, their youth coaches, their club coaches, this question, this question, that question, what's the scout looking for here? What's the scout looking for there? Blah, blah, blah. You know, you have to look at it. They're coming out from a very different standpoint because they're biased because they know this player. They they've, they're around this player 24 seven, you know? If that makes any sense.
1: No, it does. I just think it's important for um, parents and coaches out there to know what we, what people are looking for, what we are looking Mm. for. And um, yes, I do think people are biased. Like, oh, have you seen Tommy? Like he's, he's a great athlete and he says everything in the upper 90 and stuff like that. And now to understand what the breakdown is and and how important it is to, to have, to develop full goalkeepers. Um, And, and at the end of the day, no save is the greatest save of them all because
3: no. you've organized and done everything right. <laughs> I, I I like that. I like that. I always <laughs> yeah. I would say you you made a save without touching the ball. Exactly. Uh, you know, if, if your presence or your organization mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, Mike, we only scratch the surface and and uh, at some point love to do it again talking about the the things that the scouts really look for and how the coaches can improve their players in training. With with those situations, so
1: absolutely, I, I'm retired,
3: absolutely. so you, I can I can come on. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> so. Mike,
1: I'm gonna I gotta go to, Um, I'm gonna yeah. you call call in a little bit. Okay, sure. Sounds. Oh, Charles, thanks, I can't wait. I can't wait to see you on tax uh, day, gonna, Charlie. Yeah, a, <laughs> th- congratulations.
3: We're gonna have a great time. <laughs> oh, thanks, so.
1: thanks, Mike.
3: Thank okay. you for having me on. This is for great. sure,
0: for sure, Charlie. Yeah. Um, so if people want to connect with you directly, where's the best place for them to connect? C. With
3: you? So it's C. Inverso uh-huh. and last name is I-N-V-E-R-S-O at rider r-I-D-E-R dot Edu. C inverso at rider.edu.
0: Gotcha. And obviously, guys, if you want to reach out to us, you can go contact it inside the 18 mediacom for guest suggestion or topic suggestion or DM us on the union at goalkeeper podcast. That's the best place to do it. If you're doing it on Instagram, we are mainly on the union now checking our DMs there. So I apologize for everybody who's been DMing on the Instagram at the union goalkeeping or at goalkeeper podcast. But we get so many DMs. We're really trying to focus on people who are in the union community. If you're not on there, guys, check it out. It's a free community on all platforms. Share your own content. Interact. Shout out to all the young players who've been sharing their uh, their their scouting film on there, looking for feedback. Uh, you guys are the ones that we're, we that we're looking for. We're looking for those types of young players, Charlie, that want to get better and they're they're looking for feedback as opposed to look how great I am. Look at my save here. Look at my save there. Um, what can I improve here or what? do you see here that I need to change in my, in my, in my scouting profile, in my, in my college recruiting clips? Um, cause that's what it's all about guys. It's all about us, uh, helping each other in this situation. So,
3: yeah. And, and I just hope the club coaches get out there and start trying to recruit goalkeepers. You know, it's a, they think it's a yeah. new frontier that we can, that we yep. can move on. Yeah, yeah.
0: So absolutely. Uh, guys, happy holidays. That is all the time on inside the 18 and we are out later guys. Hey. Yeah, yeah.